Welcome to the most listened to golf in the world, the Fairways of Life show, on air, online, and around the world, with the most candid interviews. Don't let anybody get in your way. Follow your dream. Do it the right way. Be honest about it. Do the right thing when nobody's looking. That's the greatest advice I can give you. Taking you beyond the ropes. The most exciting part about a golf game is the ball curved. Now we live in a world where there's no curve. It's pull or push and bombs away. I believe the complete player of the future is going to know both art and data. Unforgettable stories. Fluff would call me after a practice round, and he would say to me, Peter, this kid, Tiger Woods, hits shots like I've never seen. This kid is unbelievable. And then Tiger would call like 20 minutes later and say, Peter, you won't believe this. I registered and they gave me a free car to drive. A bridge to the past. Years and years from now, Mr. Palmer, what do you want the legacy of Arnold Palmer to be? Well, uh, I suppose just that I have made a contribution to the game to help make it a little better. Here's your host, New York Times best-selling author and Golf Channel's Matt Adams. So we have been working since March to develop a comprehensive health and safety plan that would be considered a best practice among professional sports leagues. While we've been thorough in building and implementing a program that mitigates as much risk as possible, we knew it would be impossible to eliminate all risk, as evidenced by the three positive tests this week. We need to use these developments as a stark reminder for everyone involved as we continue to learn from an operational standpoint. We're making several adjustments to our health and safety plan, as noted in the memo sent to players this morning, and we will continuously reinforce to all players, caddies, staff members, and support personnel on property at PGA Tour events to adhere to social distancing and other safety protocols that further minimize risk. So for this week, as I said, we've had three positive tests. Cameron Champ, PGA Tour player, Ken Comboy, caddy for Graham McDowell, and Ricky Elliott, caddy for Brooks Kepka. At the Utah Championship in the Corn Ferry Tour, We have had no positive tests. I will also note that for for positive COVID-19 tests with arrival testing complete today, we've had 2,757 in in total in market tournament tests over three weeks with seven positives. Now, just a quick overview of the withdrawals from this week's Travelers Championship field. Cameron Champ, withdrew after testing positive for COVID-19 on Tuesday. Graham McDowell withdrew out of an abundance of caution after his caddy, Ken Comboy, tested positive for COVID-19. Brooks Kepka withdrew out of an abundance of caution after his caddy, Ricky Elliott, tested positive for COVID-19. Webb Simpson withdrew out of an abundance of caution He has been tested twice and has not tested positive for COVID-19 this week. And Chase Kepka withdrew out of an abundance of caution. Neither he nor his caddy, Dan Gimbel, have tested positive for COVID-19. So that's where we stand as of Wednesday afternoon. All right, that was the commissioner of the PGA Tour, Jay Monahan, speaking yesterday at the Travelers Championship. Good day, one and all. 
Welcome to the Fairways of Life show. Pleasure to have your company. As ever, play is underway from TPC River Highlands right now. Atop the leaderboard, we have two tied and two under par. Russell Henley, who is through five holes this morning, and Michael Thompson, who is through five holes this morning. Both are two under par, both teed off on the 10th hole. One under par. All of these scores are tied for third. Brian Gage has joined the group, by the way, at two under par. He made a birdie at the sixth, his sixth hole of the day. He also teed off on the 10th. So all the, the names that I just gave you atop the leaderboard are on the backside right now, starting there. So at one under par, these now are ties for fourth with the leaderboard changing as we speak. Henrik Norlander, Benny Ahn, Cameron Davis, Harry Higgs, Sepp Straka, Zhejun Zhang, Matthew Wolf, Grayson Murray, Ryan Palmer, Brant Snedeker. You like Matty? What's the entire rest of the field at one on par? Yeah. A Jim Furyk, who remember had a 58 here just a few years ago, tied for fourth as well. Uh, Tyler Duncan, Ryan Armour, Danny Willett, Patrick Cantlay. All of those players are one under par. So from there, because that grouping is so huge, we drop to a group tied for 19th at level par. Taylor Gooch. Scotty Scheffler, DJ Trahan, Lucas Bergeregaard, Jonathan Vegas, Ches Reevy, John Rahm, Bryce Garnett, Rory McElroy, Phil Mickelson, Bryson DeChambeau, all even par, and those three are playing together on the 11th. I'll tell you about, it, it's just one of these, you know, funny stories, because what Bryson's doing now is it almost instantly becomes thing of myth and legend. So the 11th hole at TPC River Highlands is a par four. It's playing 398. Okay, no problem for these players. That That's a, a driver and a flip wedge. It tells you how far Bryson hit his drive. Now, granted, he it, it bored off into the right rough. Not bad, but in the right rough, because it's still going to be a high lofted club from there just to wedge it on. The whole location to the pins at the front. But they set up the, the shot link guys, who are, are manned by volunteers. So the shot link guys are set up in a position to measure where you hit your drive and thus how far you have into the flag. He hit it over the shot link guys. How do I know? Because his drive came down and hit one of the guy's fold-out chairs. Kind of bumbled its way into, to, into the rough after that. All right, Phil's playing that same hole. Now, Phil's drive, he, he for a lefty, he sliced it off way to the left uh, in the rough. But he looks like he's got a halfway decent line. Remember, he's even par. Second shot, he's only got 96 yards, so it almost doesn't matter. Launches this one high. And, yep. Puts it to inside of 10 feet. So Phil Milkson is going to have a very good birdie opportunity. Uh, Rory McElroy was on a similar lie, but he's longer than uh, Phil in this drive. Probably 20 feet, it looked like to me. So we'll let you know what happens with Roy. And then, as I mentioned, Bryson will be presumably the last to go because he's on the, the right side of that 11th hole. The 11th hole, this is live right now on PGA Tour Live. It's distributed by NBC Sports Gold. But the 11th hole, the way that it's made is that it, for, for, regular mortals it has a plateau fairway and then it dro drops down and snakes from right to left all right bryson now from 89 yards in that right rough launching this one into the air and again as i told you when you when you hit it as far as these guys and have that small a distance in with a high lofted club he put it to about six feet so Bryson looking to break into red numbers. And again, we haven't seen Rory yet. So Rory either already hit or the angle that he was on 
John Rahm was slightly determined to be slightly away. Go ahead, Dom. I can, I can hear you. I didn't, I didn't hear what you said to me, though. My no, I was just saying you're, you're referencing the 12th hole as a par 4. The 11th hole is actually oh, that, I beg sh- your pardon. Yeah, that yeah, short yeah, I little did, par 3, that little downhill par 3. 100% is. correct. Yeah, I beg your pardon. Yeah, it's, it's the 12th and then the, the Not that it matters. It's still is, Bryson uh, killing the ball either way. <laughs> no, no. Oh, yeah, you're 100% right. And then the, the 13th hole is the par 5 that has the pond on the right, has the railroad tracks on the left, and then another pond in front of the green. So... The fun continues. All right, Rory now, they said he's got 78 yards, and he take what a shot he just hit. From deep in the left rough, Rory hit the shot, high lofted club, kind of a little bit on a down slope. He drove it into the front of the green complex, let it trundle up onto the green and dribble down to the hole. He looks like he's got less than five feet for his birdie effort. So three excellent approach shots, as you would expect from those distances and fairness out at the 12th hole at TPC River Highlands, as Dom duly noted. All right, so I was giving you what's going on on the leaderboard. The, obviously, featured group coverage on PGA Tour Live, I, I told you that we're following right now Phil Mickelson and Bryson DeChambeau and Rory McIlroy. Hello. Dom, do you have the other groups for us on the featured group coverage, which I can't tell you guys come on, comes on the air, came on at 6.30 a.m. this morning. It will come on at 6.30 a.m. tomorrow. comes on at 7.45 a.m. over the weekend. I sure do, Matt. Uh, the the groups we're following right now that you mentioned, Tyler McCumber, Ches Reeve, and John Rahm. Obviously, Tyler just got into the field because of some of the things that Jay Monahan was talking about. Some folks uh, withdrew. And then, obviously, Rory, Phil Mickelson, and Bryson DeChambeau are the other feature group. And that's happening right now. Later on it this is, afternoon... Uh, hold on one second. Phil Mickelson has nine feet for birdie here at the 12th. Uh, Lefty is stepping into this one. PGA Tour Live is live right now. You can get it through NBC Sports Gold. Phil's looking down the line, modified claw grip, and sending the putt forth. This should go to his left, and it does. But believe it or not, Phil Mickelson downhill left that one short. So the afternoon uh, groupings are Colin Morikawa, Dustin Johnson, and Jordan Spieth. That's at 12.40 Eastern time, and these can be watched on PGA Tour Live. And the other group is 12.50 p.m. tee-off time. Justin Thomas, Xander Shoffley, and Tim Wilkinson, who took the place of Brooks Kepka, who is one of the names that withdrew. Yeah, Brooks withdrew, as you heard from the commissioner of the PGA Tour, Jay Monahan, uh, because of his caddy's diagnosis of having COVID-19. And he was just like, you know, I want to be careful. I want to make sure that it is absolutely safe. Now, television coverage, we have it for you in Golf Channel today starting at 3 p.m. Eastern Time. Today at 3 p.m. Eastern Time. Tomorrow at 3 p.m. Eastern Time. Saturday and Sunday, we start Saturday at 1 p.m. with us on Golf Channel. And then 3 p.m. on CBS. Rory from 7 feet at 12 to try to get to 1 under. And this one dove hard. Finishes under the hole, they'll tap in for par and stay, remain even. Uh, and then on Sunday, it's the same schedule again. It's 1 p.m. on Golf Channel and 3 p.m. on CBS. Rory kind of shaking his head on that. Remember, the, the hole is cut on the front of this green, so the pin, uh, it wasn't hard for these three to get close to it, it, but it has been hard, as we saw from those two putts, to make one because of the fact of, of the way that it breaks. So Bryson DeChambeau will be the last. He is just inside of six feet for his birdie effort, which he makes from underneath the hole. So Bryson DeChambeau, the first of this trio to go into red numbers on this Thursday morning. Uh, It it is PGA Tour Live. It's on right now, and it's distributed by NBC Sports Gold. 
if you get a chance. Now, PGA Tour Radio, uh, you can hear that for free on the PGA Tour app, on PGATour.com, or if you have the paid satellite service in North America, Sirius XM, you can hear it there as well. The first two that I mentioned to you, the PGA Tour app and PGATour.com, where it's free, can be heard from all over the world. So question I have, Dom, is weather out at TPC River Highlands in Connecticut in the past at this time of year, we always had to kind of keep our eye on the skies because some vicious thunderstorms sometimes would come rolling through any chance. No chance of that today, it's looking like, Matt. But uh, tomorrow and through the weekend, there is chance of thunderstorms every day. So we're going to have to keep a a close eye on that. Today, though, it's going to be calm in the morning, as you can probably tell right now if you're watching PGA Tour Live. It's kind of mid-70s. It's going to get up into the mid-80s by the afternoon pairings, teeing off. However, now, right now, there's basically no wind. By the time our feature group at 12.50 tees off, by the way, and they're rounding their, their front nine... You could see 16 mile per hour gust or or more, which Ooh. is significant wind. It'll be hotter with more wind later in the afternoon, but no rain at least right now in the forecast at all today. Uh, but on like I said on Friday, it's looking like I think it says 40 percent chance of showers, uh, but not really a thunderstorm, which is good. But Saturday and Sunday it says thunderstorms possible. So Ooh, okay. we just got to keep an eye know. on that. Yeah, and it's not as if this is a Lynx golf course. 60 miles an hour, is it's, it's at least a half an, a club impact, depending on... And there's water on a lot of angle. holes, man. <laughs> yeah, it's, it, that's what I mean. They're very tightly lined in many cases, and it's the golf course is lush from what we're seeing so far. Uh, the, the group tied at the top just keeps getting larger. And as I'm talking to you, it got smaller. Brian Gage just birdied the seventh hole. That's what happens with a live leaderboard. It's awesome. He's three under par. So now this is the group at second place at two under, who when I started that sentence, we're all tied for the lead, and now they drop it a second. All two under, Russell Henley, Michael Thompson, Ryan Palmer, Brant Snedeker, Tyler Duncan, Ryan Armour, and Danny Willett, all two under par. Travelerschampionship.com. You can log on there anytime you want and see all the details. You also can log on to BenHoganGolf.com. You know, I love the clubs enough that when we go to the French Lake Resort in October, Everybody that plays golf is going to end up with a set of the PTX Pro forged irons. They are gorgeous. There was an article, I think it was Fortune uh, that, that wrote the article on, I can't remember though for sure, Don, maybe you remember the, the, the source, but they said that Ben Hogan Golf is absolutely surging. When you think about all things considered, right, the pandemic and everything that's going on, but Ben Hogan Golf is surging. Why? Because of that unique approach in relationship they are digging it out of the dirt just like their namesake they're doing it their way because nobody else is doing it exactly like they are and what i mean by that is nobody else has the brand of ben hogan i'm not taking away from any other brands but i'm telling you that the iconic name ben hogan stands out as rory ripped a drive into rage down the par 5 13th perfectly played to the left side of the fairway to give him an opportunity to get home in two on this par five and get into red numbers and so, well, how, did you see how far it was? Did they give you a, a distance on it yet? Oh uh, well, it it landed at three oh five, I think it said, and then it, and Bryson hit a three wood, and that kind of like it almost it looked like it plugged a little bit and just kind of rolled a few feet. Rory's bounded forward, so he'll he'll definitely be able to reach. But the the reason I was I whistled in Matt's ear, I was like, whoa, that's far. Because this is one of the few courses on the PGA Tour that I have played many times. So I know the course very well. And yeah. it's very defeating to watch this. 
<laughs> well, this is this is the low part of the course too. This was when they did all the 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 uh, modernization of the golf course. Remember, the original course dates back to yeah. Phil carried at two ninety two and released, but we don't know what the release is yet because we haven't got that measured. Uh, the original course dates back to 1924, and that's predominantly the stuff that's up on the hill. And we're now down into the Connecticut River Valley where the players are playing right now. So that, it tends to get a little bit softer down there. Uh, and then you think about that in terms of, of people that might be starting on one and then turning to to the, the – the, or I mean starting on 10 and then turning to the front side – Later on this afternoon, when those winds just keep getting stronger and stronger, so the draw actually might have an impact on that as well. So it's just it's all interesting stuff, and I'll continue to keep you updated on what's going on with it. So BenHoganGolf.com, check them out. No, there's no relationship with a retailer, so you're going to save a 40, 50 percent retail markup, and the relationship between you and them is a direct one. Now, for those of you that, that lean forward, and I said that we're doing a trip to the French Lake Resort, you're more than welcome to join us. We have a couple of spots left, and yes, you will. Uh, be able to get that PTX Pro set of irons uh, when you join us. It's all it's all part of it. I and I one of my favorite things is when people price our trips. You know they compare them, and I don't blame you for doing that. Everyone should do that. We don't. There is no profit built into our trips. It's not why we do these. So do the calculation. You got a set of forged irons. You're staying at the. The luxury, uh, they're both lug- luxurious, but this is the uber luxurious of the, of the two historic hotels, the dinners, the golf, everything that goes into it. I love when people do that calculation. That pretty much closes the deal of people going with us, and we love to have you go with us. Fairwayslife.com slash French Lick for any information on that. Ches Reeve, uh this is going to be his fourth shot. He got home in two at the par 5 13th. He's even par right now, but the... The slope of that green from back to front is so sharp that it rolled him down into the hazard. Remember, that's the hazard that encircles the pond there, the penalty area, as they call it now. And so fourth shot as a result from him from over by the hazard and or the penalty area. And his fourth shot is looks like eight feet away. So the hill was sharp enough that I kind of gobbled up his effort to get this one close. So now Ches Reeve is going to have to work to try to make par and remain at even par in a hole that for tour professionals they have to look at with uh, hungry eyes. I'm sure Rory will be because he blasted a drive down this fairway. Beautiful. So FrenchLick.com or FairwaysOfLife.com slash FrenchLick if you get a chance to check that out. You can also check out the new reactive urethane cover from Bridgestone Golf. They said they've reinvented the tour ball. It's called Tour B. And there's a Tour B that fits your game. Make sure you get fit for the ball that you play. And why not? You can do that at BridgestoneGolf.com. Back with more of the Fairways Life Show in just a moment here, folks. When we come back, you're going to hear from, get this, Jordan Spieth, Bubba Watson, Patrick Reed, not done, John Rahm, Bryson DeChambeau, Colin Morikawa, and Justin Thomas. Because what Dom did was he went in surgically into their press conferences and put together a massive best of that is all one. And it says something about our familiarity with golf stars today, that when you hear these voices, you'll know individually who each one is. I'm, I know it. I know you guys will, uh, by and large. So we'll be back with more of the Fairways of Life show after these words. Stay with us. It's likely that the world's greatest links golf courses will be the reason you will want to plan a trip to Ireland. And with over 400 courses to choose from, you're sure to find whatever you seek. But Ireland is about even more than great golf. In this ancient land, the past works hand in hand with the present. 
from cultural sites to castle ruins. Stay in a country B&B or a luxury hotel and spa. Enjoy inspiring local culinary choices, a pint and music at a cosy pub. But most of all, enjoy the warmth and hospitality of the Irish people who will make you feel that you haven't travelled from home but have returned to it. Visit Ireland.com to get started. Come to where history meets luxury at the family-friendly French Lick Springs Hotel, where there's something for everyone, from kids' fest to shopping, bowling, golf, and other outdoor activities. Or at the West Baden Springs Hotel, you can wrap yourself in old-world elegance, visit our luxurious spa, indulge in an afternoon tea, a historic tour, and multiple sophisticated dining options. Then, finish your day with a cozy carriage ride before turning in for sweet dreams. Only this isn't a dream. Visit FrenchLick.com to plan your vacation today. At FootJoy, they know the swing starts from the ground up, so you can take on those uphill, downhill, and sidehill lies. That's why FJ provides footwear that you need for superior traction and stability on every shot. Whether it's the all-new Pro SL, the hottest shoe on tour, or the max performance of the all-new Tour X, the all-around comfort and performance of FJ Fury, FJ offers a shoe for every player because finding the right shoe for your game matters. Shop now at FootJoy.com. Tour Edge continues their meteoric rise in 2020. Over 90 different tour pros have put Tour Edge into their bag, including staffers Scott McCarron, Tom Lehman, Tim Petrovic, and Duffy Waldorf. Tour Edge makes clubs for every player type, and they set themselves apart with their unprecedented 48-hour delivery on custom-fit orders and by offering a lifetime warranty and by building their clubs in the good old U.S. of A. Visit TourEdge.com to learn more about their new clubs for 2020. Tour Edge, pound for pound, nothing comes close. Boyne Golf provides the ultimate world-class golf destination with 10 championship-caliber courses spanning three resorts. Centered in Michigan's northern Lower Peninsula, the courses are the products of some of the game's masters, including Robert Trent Jones Sr., Arthur Hills, and Donald Ross. From the all-inclusive vacation packages, elite instruction with the Boyne Golf Academy, tournaments, and so much more, Boyne Golf truly offers an unrivaled Michigan golf vacation experience. Just log on to BoyneGolf.com and take in all the splendor that is a golf experience unlike any other. TheGolfTravelGroup.com is a luxury golf tour operator that specializes in custom travel itineraries to Scotland, Ireland, England, Wales, Iceland, New Zealand, Australia, South Africa, and more. Guaranteed advanced tea times, incredible accommodations, airport meet and greet services, private guided tours and private drivers, all in luxury vehicles, and they have a staff that's been doing it forever. TheGolfTravelGroup.com. Welcome back to the Fairways Life Show. What's going on, folks? Brian Gay, top the leaderboard of Travelers Championship, TravelersChampionship.com, three under through seven. Russell Henley, ooh, we have an update. Maybe you heard my my leaderboard update. You hear the little? I have a little. Uh, when I'm on the air, I have a little note that goes. Doop. Give me what you're seeing, Dom. I can't. I can't see PJ. Rory's over his right second now. shot at that uh, par five thirteenth. He's taking it on. He's got an iron in hand. He's two eighteen. He carries the water. It bounces up there just short of the green. It's almost pin high. I'm going to call that 11 feet for Eagle, for Ooh, Rory. for Eagle. I bet that was a six iron for Rory, too, from down there would be my my guess for sure. Uh, Ireland.com, you heard the commercial we ran. That was, that was John, that when you hear that voice. Uh, that was John, who is the GM at Ballyliffin, who had the 
uh, Irish Open the year before Lahinch had it, before we had it this summer. Great guy, and I just, I loved his voice, and, and I'm not sure how much I know what I'm going to say is going to be like so Irish nerdy. Uh, there's a different accent when you come from the northern half of the island than, than in other parts of it. Like like most places, there's variances and nuance. And if you watch uh, Peaky Blinders at all, the series on Netflix, that you'll recognize his accent, particularly with the with the, the commissioner, the uh, Sam Neill, who plays the role brilliantly, incidentally. Uh, he's got that accent that that John has, just something fun if if you're a Peaky Blinders fan. But that's who that is. That and then and then the other time, the other voice you hear from the guy is John McLaughlin, who's putting our trip together to Ireland. Ireland.com for all the details on the wonders of the island and their brilliant world class Lynx golf courses, best in the world, incidentally. Or if you'd like to join us and see them for yourself, log on to fairwaysoflife.com slash Ireland 2021. Fairwaysoflife.com slash Ireland 2021. Dom, do you know, do we have uh, any spots left in that trip? I, I know there's not too many if there are. Well, I'll say what I always say, Matt, which is technically no, but give it a shot. I can make a call. We'll make it work. <laughs> <laughs> okay, there you go. Uh, fairwaysoflife.com slash Ireland 2021 for any details that you need there. And touredge.com is all the details that you possibly could need on your game. What do you need to fill? They'll do it for you. They've, they've got it. If it's a wedge, if it's their wingman putter or any variety of style that you want. But one of the things I really love that they do, and it's on top of their you know Exotics Pro and their Exotics line that the best in the world are seeking and playing, is their box sets. Because if you have a a son or a daughter or a grandson or a granddaughter, maybe a spouse. And through all this lockdown and everything else, Ryan Palmer has joined the group at three under par, now three tied atop the leaderboard, three under Brian Gay, Russell Henley, and Ryan Palmer. Uh, all of them are two-thirds into their opening nine. And th- this box set is everything you need. Bag, putter, irons, wedge, woods, hybrid, everything. Check it out today at touredge.com. Okay, so as promised, this is a best of from the sound that took place the Travel Championship, covering everything. The golf course, the season so far, the pandemic, the COVID-19 cases, all of it. Jordan Spieth, Bubba Watson, Patrick Reed, John Rahm, Bryson DeChambeau, Colin Morikawa, and Justin Thomas. Enjoy. Yeah, these first three weeks are all courses that I really enjoy playing, uh, which is obviously a good scenario coming out of a big break. So uh, I feel like I got some rust off in the last couple weeks and just trying to continue to progress. It's nice to go back to places where you have really good memories to draw back on, hit a lot of good shots, uh, and obviously a place that you win is always nice coming up the 18th hole and remembering the shot to win in the playoffs. So uh, that was the coolest shot I've ever hit in a PGA Tour event. So it's, I, I played it today. It was really, I always just go right back in the bunker and, you know, and try it every time I'm there. Yeah, I mean, it's it never gets old. I have not gotten tired of watching that video, and I'm, I mean, very I obviously remember exactly or vividly what it was like and how it felt and uh, the the drowning noise that happened, that that kind of the blackout moment when it went in, and I don't think I've. I'm not one to really throw clubs. You know, I'll hit, slam one into the ground every now and then. I don't normally throw clubs, especially gripping it on the shaft and throwing it. Um, so I don't really know where that came from, but clearly it was just a rush of emotions and 
um, and what an amphitheater setting on that 18th hole. I, I mean, I couldn't have imagined something like that anywhere else. It was, uh, it was electric, to say the least. There's been a report uh, that looks like they're going to postpone the Ryder Cup until 2021. And as somebody who's been passionately involved in that, um, you know, with the fans and whatnot, if that comes to fruition, do you feel like that's the right thing to do, uh, given the fact that there probably would not be fans involved? Which I think the Ryder Cup. I think the Ryder Cup would be very difficult without fans. I think if the players voted to have it without fans, or to be able to postpone one year, two years, or whatever it may be, uh, to allow for fans, I think that they would go for postponement. Uh, I, I think it would be. Uh, I think it would be everybody would vote for postponement, especially the Americans being on home soil. Uh, the tricky part is then you go into a President's Cup year, and so I think. Uh, I know, I know for a fact it's not. That's that's not certain yet. Um, those are rumors, uh, but I know that uh, um, the one thing I would say about it is that I would I would rather wait and play with fans than play without fans and enforce a Ryder Cup this year. Do you, do you care who you play with? Do I? Yeah, I mean, when you when the when the sheet comes out on Tuesday or whenever, and, and does it matter to you? You want me to answer that PC, or you want me to answer that truthfully? Truthfully. Okay. Yes, it matters tremendously. Uh, there's guys, there's guys that are, you know, a shot, maybe a two-shot penalty when you see their name on that, on that sheet. Maybe that's what they say about me too. So I guess, I guess it works both ways. But um, you know, I, I like to have fun and and be energetic. And um, you know, it's it's when you see a certain name, you know, you can joke around. You know, you can have fun and, and kind of get away from the the stress and not talking and just walking down the fairway. And so. You know, I, yeah, I look forward to seeing who the pairings are, and sometimes I, I start praying early trying to get a good one. I know you're, you're as passionate about the Ryder Cup as anybody, and certainly the fans are such a big part of it. I'm curious if that does come to fruition. Um, do you feel like that's the right move because of the, the potential lack of fans? Yeah, the Ryder Cup means so much to me. It was the last event my dad watched me compete in in 2010, um, nine days after that. He passed away, and so for me, it means so much to me being a part of the team as a vice captain, being part as a player. That's why the Ryder Cup means so much to me and my family. Um, and on the aspect of fans, yes, I was joking with Rory um, about if there's no fans, maybe we have a chance to win. Um, and so, yes, I think for the game of golf and the spirit of that, that competition, which is a, supposed to be a, a friendly, spirited competition, you want fans there. You want them to experience it. We're playing for that little trophy, right? That's all we're playing for. And so, yes, I, I would hope that fans will be there. Um, so if they postpone it, that gives me a better chance of making the team. But, um, you know, at the same time, I think for the spirit of the game, you know, either way they roll with it, it'll be worth it. But for fans' sake, yes, I wish they would postpone it to get some fans there. Can you, can you imagine a Ryder Cup without fans? I, I, I can't. I mean, I, I would think that uh... – you know, that event on its own is an absolutely amazing event, and it's a team event where you can go out. You're, you want to have that banter back and forth with the crowds. You want that, uh, you know, if you're a home team, basically that 12th man. And if you're, you know, the away, away team, you want, you know, you're expecting kind of go into a hostile environment. But, uh, you know, without fans, it just seems like it would be hard for uh, – you know, for everyone to kind of get up and show the emotion that uh, you normally would whenever you have, you know, fans there. There's been some reports that the Ryder Cup may be pushed back a year. I just want to get your reaction to, to that. Does, does that uh, 
Is that is that troubling to you, or, or do you feel like it's the best thing that happened at this point? Well, I mean, none of that info has come from the PGA of America or European Tour or PGA Tour, so uh, it's not official, so we don't know, right? That's the first thing I can say. Uh, now, it, it, it's tough. I mean, situation, it's obviously very difficult, and the Ryder Cup is a very, very special event. Uh, when the quarantine started, uh, I was asked the same question, and I'll give the same answer. If we can't play with our fans, I don't, I don't think we should play this year. Uh, it's the one event we don't play for us. We play for the U.S., we play for the continent of Europe and the countries we represent. We play for the fans, and the fans make it what make what the Ryder Cup is. So uh, I think it should be played with, with, with fans. Now, if they can make it maybe with a limited amount, still only four groups in the golf course. If you have 10,000 people instead of 40,000, might, you might be able to work it out. But uh, I think it would be wiser to wait till 2021. Uh, just because also European players are not being able to play until uh, later this summer. Uh, they have those events in the UK and then some of the Rolex Series events that, that they've been able to organize, but a lot of those players are not being able to play and, and you know get back into competitive forms. I don't know, also don't think it will be fair for a lot of them. Um, but it's not, it's not up to me, right? The PGA and the Europeans have a very tough decision to make. Uh, but I wouldn't be surprised if it actually does happen next year. Uh, and, I mean, I'll be okay either way. If it's played this year, I'd rather be with spectators. Uh, and I hope it is with spectators. If not, I'd rather wait till 2021. The first two weeks have been pretty challenging with your, with your added length because of mm-hmm. the fact that they're, it's, that they're so tight and, and right. with dog legs and whatnot. Um, do you, do you feel a little? Is it a little more lower liberating out here as you just played this practice round a little bit for you know kind of let it, let it go a little bit? Yeah, I can def. I definitely feel like I can let it go a lot more. Um, like I said on seventeen, I just thought I'd give it a go and give it a rip, and I was able to get it over uh, after like three or four tries. But um, it's not worth it. Obviously, I'd have to achieve two hundred to two hundred five mile an hour ball speed every time to be able to hit it over with that wind. Uh, so I'm still going to play it normally, but it was it's fun attempting to do things that I've never done before and having iron shots into holes that just didn't even make sense to me a year ago. I was like, there's no way I could do that. Uh, so it's a different golf course for me this year. I feel like it suits me pretty well, and um, you know, hopefully I can take advantage of those holes that I can hit it really far on. We've seen the, the hours you put in on the golf course, and I'm guessing it's probably a, a, just a tiny fraction of what you what you actually do. Yeah. So my question is, are you not not that you're worried, but how do you prevent burnout? Uh, burnout. Term. I'm going to talk about short term. Mm-hmm. How do you? I mean, it's got to be. Yeah, burnout. Burnout for me. Burnout for me is is when I don't have anything else more to learn in the game of golf, and I don't think that's going to happen anytime soon. So the reason why people get burnout is because they don't feel like they have any hope to go forward or keep going forward. There's no inspiration for them to keep moving forward. I still have not reached number one in the world. I still haven't won a major. Uh, I hope to achieve those goals soon. When those goals hit, does that mean I'm going to give up? No, not at all. There's still a lot more room for improvement. For me, I want to try and be... And that's, again, why I went on this journey of hitting it far. Because it did get boring for me for a little while. I said, you know what? I need to make it interesting. I need to spice things up for myself. And I was able to do that in the off-season and then during the quarantine. Uh, that prevented me from you know, getting tired of the game. And you know, there, there are definitely people who have talked about that to me. Uh, but for me, it, when I stop learning is the day I'll obviously burn out, I feel like. You've had a couple of weeks to uh, digest the final holes at the Charles Schwab. Um, 
I'm wondering as a, a young player if there's a learning curve in those situations or uh, do you just have to adapt uh, when a tour win can come down to one stroke on, or potentially come down to one stroke on, on a final hole? It's a huge learning curve. And I, I think for me, if I'm able to learn something every single week, that's really important. You know, I, I think I, I can go back all the way to my first start in Canada. You know, I've been learning every single week. If I stop learning, that's when things are going to go bad. I'm going to think, uh, you know, I'm going to get complacent with, yeah, I'm okay where, with where I'm at. And I don't want to ever do that. So, yeah, you know, obviously I wanted to win. It's not like I didn't want to win. I, didn't, I wanted to make those putts. Um, and, I, you know, I hit a good putt on 18. I didn't hit a good putt on the playoff hole, but I hit a great putt on 18. And, you know, for me, if I just keep putting myself in these spots, giving myself these opportunities, coming down the stretch, that's all you could really ask for. You know, if you're, you know, I, I talked to Webb Simpson. It was when he won waste management this year. I played with him the first two rounds, and he was, you know, not even close to that leaderboard that first round. I think he might have shot one over maybe. If you give yourself a chance with nine holes to play, you have done everything you can that entire week, and that is when, you know, all of our practice, everything comes into play when you're down those down the stretch, you know, coming through, trying to close out a tournament. Um, so, yeah, you know, it's going to be a learning curve. Yeah, it, it stings, but, you know, I've gotten over it. For me, I know I'm going to put myself in that spot again. Um, just like 3M last year, you know, I gave myself a chance. I gave myself a chance to win. Didn't work out. Oh, well, what, you know, you're going to come back. I'm going to keep getting better. And, uh, you know, every week is a new week. I think the thing about this tournament is, is that some guys that um, have come to play that usually don't play, especially in the past couple of years, is they understand how great of a tournament it is. I mean, the entire staff and travelers, they do an unbelievable job of, um, obviously this, this year's thrown aside because it's so different, but just taking care of, uh, taking care of the players, taking care of the caddies, the wives and girlfriends, uh, the family members, just the experience and everything with the tournament is just, uh, it's, it's truly remarkable because they, they kind of take in the, um, the role of just wanting to make, Want, wanting to make the tournament that happens to be after the U.S. Open is as unbelievable as possible. And uh, they've done a great job with it. And I've always enjoyed coming here, like I said. But it's uh, it's obviously different with the aspect of, of what's going on right now. But it's still the same same tremendous uh, golf course and, and fun little town. And um, I'm excited to tee it up. How challenging has it been for you to sort of get to the level of tournament toughness, if you will, that you want to be in? And what specific things maybe did you do leading up to Colonial to try and mentally get yourself ready for competitive golf rather than yeah. recreational golf. Yeah, it's, it's tough. It's not something that you can just do, if that makes sense. It, it is, it's, it's hard. It's, um, it's, I found it hard even after taking two or three weeks off, let alone three months. So I honestly went into to Colonial with not really any expectations because I knew that I was playing well, and I knew that I was ready. Um, everything that I could control, I was ready. But I, I just, in all reality, didn't know how I was going to feel once I got back out there in competition. But I honestly think without having the fans made it an easier adjustment, if that makes sense. It's almost like, you know, we had the, the rustiness of, of taking the time off and then starting back up. And then it, once we have fans again, it's almost like that'll be like another restart, if that makes sense. Uh, that'll almost be like kind of getting back into another uh, another game, whatever mind frame. So for me, I just was I was just trying to play and and you know kind of get get focused and uh, and kind of get in my own little world. And and it was 
honestly kind of hard the first week playing with you know two of my best friends and and rick and jordan because it's it's easy to feel like it is very laid back and and fun which it was but like a around at home as opposed to i'm trying to win a pga tour event so i kind of said that to jimmy like hey dude we need to we need to get in our little focus here and you know if that means that we're not talking to them at all we don't need to we, we just need to go handle our business but the, the the hardest part for me of getting in that mind frame is come saturday sundays mostly if you have a chance to win um it's just not having that crowd there is so hard because it's it usually able to feed off of them and sometimes use them to your advantage uh and also if you're able to control your emotions better than other people that's an advantage that you have so that's the hardest part to me is is when you have a chance to win the golf tournament not having them there but everybody has to deal with it so uh, i i obviously just need to to get over that part and uh, and just play a little bit better there you go there you go that's uh, everything you need to hear from absolutely everybody i hope you enjoyed that i tried to piecemeal that together for everybody uh before we let you go and watch some golf today on this Thursday, round one of the Travelers Championship. Let me give you all a leaderboard update. And why don't we start with that feature group of Phil, Bryson, and Rory. Because they all started to get rolling here. At the par 5 13th when we, uh, before, the, before we played that press stuff for you. Uh, so Bryson made his birdie. He got up and down from the edge of the green there. And he had the longest putt. And Phil, two putted. He probably had about 15 feet. But that's a birdie for him. And Rory made eagle. And so they're kind of getting rolling there. They're just, they're just on the green now, the, the downhill, uh, par 4, 14th, and all three of them have birdie putts, and uh, Rory stuck it. He's, he's inside there 10 feet again, uh, so he's got a great chance to go eagle birdie here as we get going on day one. Uh, a leaderboard update here. I'll leave you with this. Uh, we have a new leader at the Travelers Championship early on a Thursday. Cameron Davis is four under through eight holes. Uh, there's a large collection of players who are tied for second right now that are all three under par, including Russell Henley, Ryan Palmer, Brant Snedeker, and Danny Willett, who just moved on the leaderboard because Patrick Cantlay is also now three under par. Uh, two under par grouping includes Rory, who just made that eagle, Bryson DeChambeau, who's birdied a few holes. He's got a birdie putt coming up at 14. Phil Mickelson's birdie got him to one under par. They're through four holes. They started on the back nine. You can catch coverage live right now on PGA Tour Live. You can watch the feature groups all day long. Jordan Spieth, all them, they tee off later in the afternoon. Also catch that on uh, PGA Tour Live. Golf Channel coverage coming up later uh, this afternoon. Travelers Championship, day one. We'll recount it all for you again tomorrow. Have a good one. Wearing the right golf shoe matters. That's why FootJoy offers more styles of shoes for more types of players than anybody else. So you can get matched with the right golf shoe for your game on FootJoy.com with the FJ Shoe Finder. By answering a few short questions, you can find the shoe that fits your playing style and preference. Whether you walk or ride, prefer cleated or spikeless, ultra-stable or flexible. If you need a narrow or wide or extra-wide, FootJoy offers the most styles for the most players and can match you with the golf shoe that's right for you. Does your golf shoe match your game? Find out with the FJ Shoe Finder. Visit FootJoy.com slash shoe finder today. 
I'm Tiger Woods, and I chose Bridgestone. I wanted to be with a company that I knew, and then on top of that, I made superior product. So I did. I came back and I started playing with the Bridgestone Tour BXS, and it's allowed me to maintain the spin and the feel I like around the greens, especially my short irons, but also have that penetrating flight through the wind. The aerodynamics have been phenomenal. I know the quality that Bridgestone has, R&D that's available to them, and what they were able to create that helped me win golf tournaments. Nestled amongst the hills of the Hoosier National Forest resides a classic American destination, the French Lick Resort. Experience the ultimate in golf at the Pete Dye Course at French Lick, voted number one course in Indiana and Golf Week's best you can play for 10 years in a row. The Donald Ross Course at French Lick has been named Indiana's number two course in Golf Week's best you can play rankings every year since 2011. Come experience old world opulence amid modern comfort served with Midwestern charm. Visit FrenchLick.com. What's your bucket list destination? Where have you always wanted to go? What's the number one thing that holds people back from doing that? It's fear of logistics. I don't know where to stay. I don't know how to get tea times. I don't know where to go. I don't know who should take me there. Well, I'll tell you who knows the answer to all those questions. TheGolfTravelGroup.com. That's why the Fairways of Life show has aligned ourselves with these experts. And is there some place you want to go, like the Open or a President's Cup or a Ryder Cup? They can take care of that as well. What is your golf bucket list? Where do you want to go? Do it with thegolftravelgroup.com. At Ben Hogan Golf, we manufacture some of the finest golf equipment in the world in our small factory in Fort Worth, Texas. That's because we build each club by hand using the same process Mr. Hogan created when he started his company 65 years ago. We call it micromanufacturing, no mass production, and no shortcuts. Visit BenHoganGolf.com to learn more about our tour-quality products and factory direct prices. It's time for you to discover Streamsong, a new kind of resort that takes the everyday ordinary to the absolutely extraordinary. Three internationally acclaimed link-style courses by golf architecture's iconic foursome of Gil Hans, Tom Dope, Bill Kaur, and Ben Crenshaw that provide a golf experience distinguished as unlike any you've ever had before, with undulating fairways navigating through wild grasses and deep water ponds and lakes, towering sand dunes to find the unexpected experience of playing golf at Streamsong, the ultimate legendary golf destination set apart by the unexpected. Streamsongresort.com. <laughs> 